Simo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hi everyone, this is St. Lucy and welcome to the Thong Slappers short story series called To the 60. So today I'm filling in for Simo because he's got a really bad cold and he's lost his voice, which trust me, it's got its advantages. Our episode 5 today, it's a short story and it's titled Park Life and was written by Simo after we experienced a totally crazy morning at a local shopping centre car park. Take it away, Redmond Jack Thompson. See ya. Shopping centre car park hazards. This appeared in Blown Gaskets in Street Machine magazine in January 2018, written by Simon Major. Car parks, they're the culmination of everything that is wrong with the world. A place where mobile phones, social media, dash cams, road rage, selfishness, automation, bad drivers, over and objects in the mirror being closer than they appear all converge in one location to test the patience and temper of anyone trying to live a normal life. Recently, a morning out with my much better half seemed like a good call to unwind on a Sunday, so we chose to grab a hot breakfast at our favourite haunt that is tacked onto the local shopping centre. There's no smashed avo and crumb fed as served by a barista with a top knot here, it's just good, normal, honest food. The Bunnings run was also on the card, so we decided to take our Mr Juicy Valiant panel van to accomplish it all in one trip. Okay, chancing your old school ride at a car park is asking for trouble, I know. But it's been my daily driver for yonks, so it's a risk I accept in return for enjoying some chrome bumper V8 goodness before we get govern off the road forever. Not that I totally leave its fate in the laps of the gods. I try to park away from the other cars and always reverse the van in deep where possible to keep the harder to source and repair rear quarters and bumperettes away from potential damage, while still pulling the sacrificial as it's a common model, seal valiant front clip in as far as I can. And the thing is bright orange for fuck's sake, with jacked up 70 style rear that makes it higher than most land cruisers. So it's fair to say that I've got the high vis factor covered too. But on this particular day, the car park was packed. So I found a spot, carried out my reverse park method, and just hoped the cars that were parked within a 360 degree radius of our spot would still be there when we returned. No movement should equal no damage. But I was uneasy. Something felt wrong today. So I took a restaurant seat that let me watch the van in the distance. My missus is a car freak too, so she knows the deal and gave me no grief for staring past her while we talked. Eventually, I relaxed, dropped the paranoia and settled into a good feed. It wasn't long before I noticed a lady milling around my van. She was there for ages, but playing on her phone, so I just figured she was waiting for a mate or posting on Facebook about how inconsiderate gas guzzlers like mine were to the environment. She eventually wanders off, and we finished soon after, bellies full and ready to tackle Bunnings. We hopped into the van and noticed a P-plater attempting to execute, and I use that term loosely, a reverse park into the now vacant spot next to me. It wasn't looking good, as Miss Oblivious approached the perpendicular park at 45 degrees with no steering input in sight. But I had nowhere to go, as there was a car blocking me in from the front that was waiting to get past her, so we were trapped. Whew, the reversing lights went off and she pulled forward to have another go. She pulled forward to have another go, but there was no, but there was no over the shoulder or effort being focused on the rear view mirrors. She was just giggling along with her carload of Generation Y Kardashian wannabes. And she went for take two, following the exact same path she took the first time round. The better half put my thoughts into words and said, she's actually going to hit us. I jammed down the twin regal air horns, damn near melting the horn relay in the process. Thankfully, Miss Oblivious stopped 
and the car in front of me cracked the shits and pulled around, which allowed me to escape. I was wide now, but relieved we avoided damage, and thankfully we got back to the car park when we did. Five minutes later, it could have been a different story. So we pressed on, jarring about car parks and shit drivers, and how some people managed to get their license, when I noticed a small scrap of paper flapping under the window. I copped the odd, is this van for sale note, so I didn't quite just panic yet, but my mind swung back to the lady hanging around my van earlier this morning. Sure enough, once we stopped, I discovered the note was an apology for running into my car. Only then did I stand back and see a scuff running along the lower front guards behind the wheels. It wasn't serious and looked like it would buff out, which was lucky, but at least she had the decency to notify me and actually leave her name and contact details so the repair could be quickly sorted. We couldn't believe it. One hit and one very close call all within the space of an hour. It got us thinking about the hows and the whys of this problem. Smaller car spaces, poorer driver vision due to bigger window pillars, and people relying on apps and park assist rather than actual driving skills are all up there. But sometimes it comes down to people just being plain morons. Here are a few examples you may have encountered. We certainly have. The abstract artist. The car park is straight. The lines are straight. All the other cars parked are straight. So why the hell is your car parked crooked? This is usually accompanied by a full lock to bust your shins and driven hard up against your driver's door on the passenger side so you can't get in. The real entitled, lazy ones take up multiple spots, often has a domino effect that will throw the entire row out of sync. Then they leave and make somebody else look like the fool, mark my words. They will park perpendicular to the curb, but only when the space requires diagonal parking. The Austin Powers, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, trying to get in or out of a car park they've approached at the completely wrong angle. The Dr. Evil, as per the Austin Powers but still with two metres of play at each end before they even look like hitting another car. A fact obvious to everybody else but them. The Christmas spirit. All car park rules, common courtesy and the law of physics are null and void when the Christmas shopping rush hits. Best to avoid at all costs and buy your family and friends online vouchers from the safety of your own home. The Klingon. The car park is nearly completely empty, with places aplenty, but this fool insists on parking right next to you and well into your personal space. The David Copperfield. You, you spot a lone car spot and haul down the lane to nab it, only to hook in and find some jobber with a scooter or motorbike has parked it in there up against the opposite end, making the empty spot just an illusion. In the old days it was minis too, but age has culled that problem. The gambler. Just shut your eyes and hope for the best. Using braille and parking by feel is a valid option, isn't it? Also known to be applied when leaving a spot. You know the deal. You're driving through a busy shopping centre, car park, and they just reverse out without looking. You can actually see them not turning around or not using the mirrors. They just cross the fingers. They just cross their fingers and hope that everybody will give way. The Houdini. Your car is damaged, but the adjacent spot is empty with not a culprit to be found. The Human Shield, an oldie but a goodie. After you've driven around in a circle twice or maybe three times on a busy Saturday morning, you spot an empty car park just a few cars ahead, except when you get there. You find someone standing in the middle and busily waving you on to signal the spot's taken by a car that's not actually there. Not as commonplace these days. It's more like something Grandpa used to do to Grandma back when you were a kid. The man bun. This type of guy who uses a handbrake to do a hill start in an automatic. The park itself is exquisitely neat and tidy, but he bashes the crap out of your door mirror with his man bag as he saunters past. The mix master. All they need to do is reverse straight in, but they insist on turning lock to lock the entire way, venturing dangerously close to your ride. The Paul Murray. Paul Paul Murray. 
but it's gorgeous candy apple red paint mural. Paul's custom HR panel van, Iron Man, acts as a magnet for wayward drivers. They hit you, then claim to be a car enthusiast and go to tell them how awesome your car is, huh, was. The pinger. It's time to get frightened when you see a passenger hop out and start visually signaling their driver to assist with the park, just like the folks on the airport tarmac with the ping pong bats guiding a plane to the gates. Except those people actually have communication skills. Return to your vehicle immediately and move it. Move it now. The sand shoe. Nothing needs to be said here. It's universally not cool to steal someone else's car park, especially if they're already indicating. The shelf life. Have you ever returned to your car to find some oxygen thief using your boot as a shelf to store their bags on while they unlock their shitter? It happened to me once with my Valiant hardtop and I stiff-armed all the breakables onto the ground. I was further enraged when I was told by the lady to calm down because it's only an old car. Them's there, they're fighting words. The slow-mo. The person is at their car park unpacking groceries, but as soon as they see you indicating for their spot, everything else happens in epic $6 million man slow-motion style. Bags that should have taken a minute to put in the boot now take up to an hour. Then they sit in their car updating Facebook before they even contemplate moving for you. Hey, they're not giving up their spot without a fight, even though they're planning on leaving it anyway. The sloppy jalopy. Remember the kids who couldn't colour within their lines at primary school? Well, they've got their licence, and now they're struggling to park their cars between the lines too. Front or back, side to side. It's always messy. The truckster. Did that four-wheel drive just put on a maxi brake? Oh no, it was the sound of the sealed tomb of aircon being opened and seven screaming kids piling, piling out and slamming their doors into yours with reckless abandon, often accompanied with a wispy post-damage, be careful kids, from the parents just for appearance sake, but executed with zero care factor and ignored by said children, holus bolus. Words won't fix my car, mate. Admit it, we all hate the above offenders, particularly as car enthusiasts. Car parks are a forced medium for cooperation, but seriously, who would think that parking between two lines could be that hard? But apart from swathing a ride in bubble wrap or attaching a full Dodgem car bumper, what more can you do? The end.